0: Welcome to Presence Church Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit PresenceOC.org. Thank you, Father. I love worship. I love the senior leader of our church lets me lead worship every now and then. Jesus. It's Jesus. We got him. He, uh, he's not, he's not on paid staff, but, uh, but he gave it all. So, yay, God. Hey, welcome, you guys. How many of you guys have never been here before? Raise your hand. Small handful. Come on, yay, God. Welcome. We welcome you guys. Um, we tell people, date us for a little while, come a few times. We do things a little different here, um, uh, mostly because we want the church that we'd want to go to. Did you know that I heard, someone told me this. I think it was in some poll um, that, that like, some percentage, I don't care if it's any percentage, like 50% of pastors wouldn't go to the church they pastor. I don't know if that's true or not, because I don't believe everything I read on the internet, but I'll be, like, can I just be real with you? Like, I would go to my church twice on Sundays. Like, I'd come back. Like, if we had two services, I'd go to both. Um, Partly because the incredible presence that fills and partly because the people that come. I just want to get around you guys. So thanks for coming. You literally make this a whole lot more fun. If this place was empty, I'd probably still come, but it would have a totally different feel, I think. So um, bless you guys. Um, Chris uh, Chris nailed it. We went up to uh, Reading uh, Bethel for a, a conference, Leaders Advance, to. we like to just get filled up and, and receive I mean, I just know if you're a leader, you need to receive too. So I, I refuse to be a burned out, joyless, joy impaired pastor. I've heard they're out there. I haven't met them yet. Um, Cause everybody I meet, it seems to be full of joy. I love that. But, um, but I'm, I, I refuse to be ever, ever be dry. I like to tell people you'll never drink from my cup. You'll always drink from my overflow. If you reach my cup, I'm doing something wrong. So I'm always, I'm, always, I'm always focused on God. How am I doing? Where do I need to receive more? Where do I need to recognize how loved I am? It's just a word for you guys. How many of you guys need that word? Come on, don't, don't get to a place where you're at home and you're like, oh, I'm so dry. It's okay if you are, but recognize it. You're a powerful Christian. And powerful Christians recognize what they need in the moment. And you just need Jesus, you need more of him in you. Let me rephrase that, you've got all of Jesus in you. You just need to stop and realize it. Yeah. And so sometimes it means putting down your phone, putting down your, your, your busyness and just saying, wow, thank you, Father, that you saved me into a life of bondage with your Holy Spirit. <laughs> Come on, he, he, he literally broke the bondage of, of death. And he, and he says, you are now chained to righteousness. Wow. You're, you're bound. You're bound with God. Like, you, like, deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, have fun. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to share a couple of testimonies because it's important. Uh, as a community, we just want to keep talking about what God's doing. Because if you, if you don't stop talking about what he's doing, you stop, you stop expecting that he'll do it. There's more to that, but that was really good. Um, <laughs> just, I, I love these two minute moments of teaching people. It's so good. I love these two minutes. I like the, you know, I, I, I'm not a short talker, most of you guys know, but, um, but I do. I love these little moments you can just impact because you may not remember anything I say for the rest of the day. But if you got something, you know, if you realize, if you just got those little pieces, that, that'll change your life. A really um, couple of testimonies. Um, uh, we have a friend of ours. She uh, she's making some extra money on the side, so she drives Lyft, and uh, and she said, I, the next, "I always love to ask her, like, Do you got any Lyft stories?" And I I, I love hearing these stories because some of them are really crazy, like you know. And, and so she says that uh, she goes, "Yeah, actually, it's crazy. Last night, I I went out, and this guy got in the car, and he was a he he grew up Muslim, and 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 I, I just I was driving, and I just I just felt like." Um, I, I asked him how he's doing and we started chatting and I said hey do you ever have any anxiety and he goes oh I, I live in anxiety all the time and she started speaking life over him and talking about Jesus they arrived where they were going she says hey I'm going to take you off the, te- off the, off the clock You're, you don't have to pay for this but can I lead you in an encounter with Jesus and so she did that right there in her own car and he just accepted Jesus that night come on Come on, Jesus! I have another friend she's uh, she 's a personal trainer, and she was uh, she was training someone and I love it it 's like she was on her back doing ab work and they were listening to, um, to worship music and while they were doing this uh, this workout, working out her abs <laughs> she starts having an encounter with God and my friend recognized what was happening and started praying um, praying with her and leading her through this and and they just got wrecked. And, and this woman, I mean, they just kept, I think it was like an hour after that. They were just, just in awe of his presence and what he was doing in this woman's life. And, and, uh, and, and she found out the next day, she says, everything's changed. Like I have so much more life in me. Those lies are gone. And it's just, hallelujah. Come on, I love those kind of testimonies where it's like, you didn't expect something to happen, but it did. So I just release over everyone here that the church... It's an okay place to do miracles. Yeah. Signs and wonders to get people healed, saved and delivered. But I want to tell you that God is actually more effective outside the church. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. He just is, guys. We could yeah. just talk, tell testimonies forever, but that's good. Heard a testimony about uh, who was here last Sunday. Raise your hand. Come on. So the other half of you guys weren't. You guys are finicky. Is this like every other Sunday thing? Like, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just playing with you guys. Um, but last Sunday, Nicole spoke uh, on Sunday. Uh, she's another associate pastor here, really, really, really powerful woman of God. I- I'll say that. Yeah, tell me. <laughs> so Nicole, I'll just get out of the way. Nicole preached on Sunday and then gave birth on Tuesday. Woo! Super healthy baby, amazing, um, amazing birth, all that stuff. And uh, she said she's going to take some time off. She'll try to take a month off, but she's not sure because she's kind of a, if you don't know Nicole, she, she just literally could conquer the world tomorrow. So anyway, she spoke on the empowerment of women. If you're a woman in here, and if you're hearing this message on the podcast, by the way, hello to everybody that listens to our podcast. We have people all over the country listening to our podcast. We get emails, it's fun. But if you haven't heard her message, and you're a woman, you need to hear this message. She preached an incredible message, actually talked about social norms and and the biblical words, and just got into it. And, um, And after that, we had all the women stand up and uh, and 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 the men actually laid hands on them and, and repented for, uh, for the the, the, the ceilings that were put on women, and and the places that they weren't allowed to do and be and go, and the place was a wreck. The place was just a wreck. It was just people crying. There was guys like trying to get the way. I'm sorry. I just you just I just I encourage you. I just bless you. I empower you. Oh, it was just wild. I got a, I heard a message this, a, a testimony this morning from an amazing woman. Um, she said, I've been gotten healing for this my whole life, but, but Sunday, everything shifted, wow. everything shifted. So, you know, I know it's just a Sunday, but God seems to think he can do whatever he wants. Um, listen guys, we put some limits on God that just, he, he, he never talked about. Come on, read your Bible. It's in there. Um, We've been going through uh, we've been going through uh, the series of John just because we have a huge heart to to walk people through the Bible we want to make sure that that's a that's a firm foundation for everybody. Um, I'm gonna I've been told I'm a senior pastor I can do what I want so um, I'm gonna do what I want. Um, I really felt called that we were supposed to go after the elections tonight today. Um, I want to share a yeah come on like it's important. <laughs> we have a bunch of Americans in the room. So I think it's, uh, I think it's applicable. Uh, well, I was just at a conference where uh, there weren't a lot of Americans. There was 96 Russians at this conference. There was like 45 Taiwanese. And like, that's crazy. Let me tell you guys, God is moving in Russia. And we'll just talk about what God's doing all service. But 96 Russians paid their own way to come to Redding, California. And they spent three months wages to get there. Wow. Man, God is doing incredible things on our planet. In Russia, not the most easiest place to be free. Uh-huh. Let's just laugh at that, come on. <laughs> and I want to tell you guys, Russians are the most crazy God people. Like they'd be in the hallways, just on the floor, like just encountering God, like everywhere you looked, like it was, it was amazing, it was wonderful. It encourages me. Anyway, so we got a bunch of Americans in the room. And I have a, you know, if you know me, I have a huge heart for how we do family, how we do life. Um, And I just, that's, I just, personally, I want to do life really well. Because God, God put his son in me to do just that. And I want to represent Christ. Every day of my life, every morning when I wake up, when I go to bed, when I go to work, when I do this, I want to represent Christ when I buy a cup of coffee for heaven's sake. And so we're coming up on a really tension time of, uh, you know, people haven't been representing Christ very well on Facebook. Let's just be real about that. (laughs) I'm not going to rant on anything because that's not what I do, but I'll just be real. Like People aren't doing a very good job representing Christ on their Facebook pages. Uh, when they talk to their friends, when they sit around with their family. And I want to I talk a little bit about how do we represent Christ? Because I have a dream for our community that we set a standard for Orange County and your families and your friendships. I want people to look at you and be like, how are you not like frustrated and angry right now? Everybody else is angry how come you're not flipping out? Don't you know that we only have two choices? (laughs) How come you're not totally outraged at what's going on in our election process? You should be. Well, Jesus isn't. So I'll just, I'll just represent Jesus. So I'm going to talk a little about that. (laughs) I was thinking about telling a Hillary or Trump joke and and I just—I'm like—I'm not sure that I can actually honor anybody with a joke like or that the jokes that are out there right now. So I'm just not going to do it because I want to honor people really well. Um, <laughs> 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 right. uh, and if you tell those jokes, I'm okay. I just—I just, I just want to make sure that I'm I'm honoring God's yes. God's people well, right? Because everybody has his image. Uh-oh. Yeah. Everybody. <laughs> everybody has his image. He, he didn't die for just the good looking people. He didn't die for just the ones that would be saved. He died for everybody, every single person running. And, uh, and, and I, I I hope that my heart stays pure and not speaking against God's people. All right. That was good too. Thank you, Lord. Um, I hope to share just a little bit, and then, and then what I want to do is I actually want to take time to get together in groups and pray. I want to pray for what God's going to do through this incredible opportunity that we have called the election process, and, 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 and we're going to pray for our country. We're going to pray for our, 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 our candidates. We're going to pray for the, the, the American people, um, and then we can pray for each other too, but I want to share a little bit of just a couple points that I want to, I feel like I want to highlight just to give us some structure on how I want to, how I see us moving forward in this. All right. Everybody good? Yeah. Come on. Jesus, I love our church. I, I just do. I'm up in Reading. All I can think about is being here. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's not about a location, but really, I, I just love you guys so much. A couple things. I, real quick, I want to hit on this. What is it? November 8th, right? The world does not end on November 8th. There's not this ramp up to this day that we're all just like cringing about like what's going to happen. Do you guys remember 1999? <laughs> Do you remember December 31st, 1999? We had something called the Y2K bug. How many of you guys were old enough to remember that? All right, I love that only half the hands went up. That makes me feel fun. Um, <laughs> if you don't know what the Y2K bug was, it was this thing where there, in the computer programming systems, and I, I don't know if I'm going to say exactly right, but literally they were the computers that were programmed with this internal clock. And in this internal clock, they only allowed for so many digits. Okay. And, and it didn't allow for 2001, or, or there are 2,000, like, the, like if you can imagine a, a ticker counter counting down or counting up, whatever, and then we were afraid that when, 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 two, when then January 1st, the year 2000, that all the computers were gonna have this huge error, and everything was gonna shut down. Is that about right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we laugh now, but you gotta believe, you gotta understand, people were buying bunkers they were buying shelters for their house they were they were stockpiling food right i mean come on if you were old enough this was actually happening reminds me of the brexit not too long ago but that's all right um so but listen like like this kind of stuff keeps happening and 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 like we have we give it a name and it's like storm watch 2006 you know it's like something we're not gonna make it through this one and And so the Y2K bug came and it's like, we're all like doing a new year's day and and we're praying like our lives depend on it. And then click, clock turns. And you know what happened? Nothing. Nothing. Now I don't know if that's because we prayed really hard and we fasted. I don't know. (laughs) I'm not the senior leader. But (laughs) I'm not not God. but I, 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 I was reminded of that, this, this feeling that we get, that everything hinges on this moment. And let's unpack that. Why do we believe that? We believe that, I think, mostly because where's our trust? What are we trusting in when we're afraid, like, everything's going to collapse? Are we trusting in the rock? <laughs> Are we trusting in Jesus, the firm foundation? Or are we trusting in our society? No, Jesus says, I am the rock. I am the prince of peace. Amen. He talks about building a house on, on sand or building versus building a house on, on the rock. What are you building on? What are you building your heart on? What are you building your thoughts on, your beliefs? And so my first point is just, the world's not going to end on November 8th. And whether we would say it that way or not, a lot of us are looking at Canada. <laughs> I mean, God's looking at Canada for totally different reasons. He's just <laughs> we look at Canada as like, maybe that's looking like a good option right now being silly, but but what are your beliefs about November 8th? I love what uh, one of my heroes talks about, keeping your love on, and all that is 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 when, when things go south, when someone that you don't like confronts you or does something silly and stupid and you feel hurt, let down, whatever, he says, you know, in those moments we're called to keep our love on. And you know, you know, 1 Corinthians 13 talks about what is love. Love is patient, love is kind. It does not boast, it's long suffering. It, it it endures long with people. It's not it's not easily offendable. And so when we talk about what does it mean to keep your love on, I love that it's it's kind of a neat phrase that you can say to just kind of remind you that oh yeah, I need to be loving. So, what does it look like to keep our love on in this, in this time of the elections? I, I think about times when I read something on the on, on my on my Facebook wall, or I hear something from somebody and, and they're, they're sharing with me all their fears. Or they're sharing with me about what one candidate did or did not do or what this person said. And I can and I can I can feel they're 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 getting, they're, they're, they're reacting and they're getting upset and angry and how could this person and do you know this person is of this? And, and my heart wants to be like, yeah. Oh, yeah, how could they? And, and oh, my goodness. But you know what? The Jesus in me wants to rise up and say, well, I'm going to love this person in the midst of that. They're still, in the, they're still made in the image of God. And I believe we're called to keep a pure heart in all circumstances. You can be upset. And angry at the way somebody does something, you can be you can be frustrated with the way things are working out. But if you stay in a place of frustration, like if you're frustrated right now about the the, the state of our country and the, and the way that things have happened, and you you might even have lots of good reasons to feel this way. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> but put yourself in the shoes of the lover. Put yourself in the place of the one that wrote 1 Corinthians, that that inspired that. Put yourself in the place of Jesus. What does Jesus think about our country? What is, is he, is he hopeless? Is Jesus looking around at our electoral process and goes, oh my gosh, this is horrible. How did this happen? How did these two become our front runners? Oh no! And maybe he turns to Michael, the archangel, Michael, do you know what happened? (laughs) I was on vacation, I come back and this is what happened. (laughs) And maybe maybe Jesus turns to the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, how could you let this happen? (laughs) You were there, I left you. And our conversation with the water cooler is, I can't believe what's happening. This is a tragedy, this is. Listen, God's in a good mood. In the presence of the Lord is the fullness of joy, not the fullness of worry, not the fullness of biting my fingernails, because I don't know what's about to happen. It's not just occurring to God right now that, that, that November 8th is coming. Jesus, we need more ushers in this church, I think. We just (laughs) having too much fun. Um, (laughs) I want to ask you a question. What's it take for you personally to turn your love off? What's it take? What's it take for someone to say to get you stirred up and step outside of who you really are? What's it take? take something for everybody. We all have our thresholds because we're still in process, right? We're still growing. He's fully in us, but we're still figuring that out. I get it. What's it take? We're going to find out, aren't we? (laughs) We're going to find out because it's about to get tense. And that's okay. You know what? God doesn't want to actually come around and control us Doesn't want to control the process. If he did, he would have put two different people in place. Maybe, I don't know. I'm not God. Maybe this is perfect. Maybe I don't know. With one person, if we elect one person, everyone's going to be like woohoo. Everybody else is going to be like rah riot. We need to not do this. I'm I'm angry. On one hand, like either way, like either way, we get a great president, or we get more revival. Listen, like, I'm not worried. Chris and I were talking about this. Like, I'm not afraid of persecution. If somehow, some way, they take away our 501 C's, like, status. Like, I'm not afraid of that stuff. Listen, the Russians have more joy (laughs) than I've seen of of 96 people together in a long time. I gotta believe it, it's hard. Listen, the Chinese church is exploding. Pakistan, I heard a report. I could tell stories of my friend in Pakistan. Listen, they were having revival in their hotel compound. The, The manager of the hotel asked them about what they were doing there. He gets saved and healed. And he starts calling everybody in his hotel to come and get prayed for by his team. And there, you can't, it's, it's actually against the law to read the Bible in Pakistan. Listen, I'm not afraid of perse- I'm not afraid of things getting bad or good. All I know is Christ crucified for me that he paid for. He bought and paid for you to have abundant life. Everyone repeat after me I will have abundant life no matter what happens on November 8th. Say this: I'm going to thrive, going to thrive. After, this after this election. I don't know about other people, about other people but I'm sure, I'm sure I will. Come on, come on! Jesus didn't just die for salvation. He didn't just die so that when you die, you'll go to heaven. He died to get heaven in you. And when this is all over, when when what? Two days. Ah! <laughs> the, in the next two days, like when that's over, you're going to look around you and there's chaos probably going to happen. And you're going to look at your heart and say, wow, I'm so glad I've got Jesus. I'm so glad that I'm not moved by the world, by the news channel. I'm so glad. And then you're going to turn to the person next to you and say, listen, looks like you're having a hard time. Can I tell you the key to walking and thriving? Can I can I help you with this a little bit? Can I tell you the hope that I have for our country, regardless of who just got elected? What's it take to turn your love off? I want I, honestly, guys, like this needs to be important to us because the moment you step out of love, you give up your authority. When you step out of love, you're stepping out of who your identity is. Imagine living a life as someone other than you. I can't even imagine that. Maybe that was a bad metaphor, but imagine walking around without a voice. Like you don't have any authority. Your only authority is you and your identity. When you're depressed and anxious, you step out of love. You step out of who you were designed to be, who you were created to be. And now we've got a bunch of people that actually aren't able to change their situations, aren't able to change their environments, because God wants to move through you. But he needs you to be you. He needs you to be in love. Last thing I want to say before we start praying for each other is, Our hope levels can't change. Some of us need an upgrade in hope right now, actually, because this election has, the season has been difficult for us because you get tied up and you get, we're attached, right? Like emotion, this is an emotional process because there's some key issues going on. And I I don't really want to get super political and tell you who to vote for. I'll say something at the end, but like it's, the battle's real. Yeah. Like, it's real. Like, there's emotional ties that are happening. I don't want to minimize this, this feeling of, like, you know, it, 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 it's pulling on our heartstrings. But listen, your hope level is not tied to circumstances. It's tied to the God of hope. Listen, your anxiety about the elections are a bigger problem than the elections. The fact that all your peace tends to run out the door when your family has a conversation about the election is a bigger problem than who we're voting in or not. <laughs> it's a good word. <laughs> it just isn't. The depth of your celebration and thankfulness for what happens on November 8th will indicate where you've put your trust. Thank you, Chris Kildosher. That was a good word. You gave it to me over the weekend. The depth, the depth that you're able to celebrate God in the midst of it all, the depth that you're able to celebrate hope and expectation, the, the depth that you're able to have hope in the midst of all of this stuff is, is going to be an indicator of where you've put your trust. So, so use this. I, this, is, this is a defining moment for you. If you don't have any defining moments in your life, I want, I want to make this a defining moment for us. Every now and then we have these moments. It's kind of like Peter had this defining moment when somebody asked him, are you with him? Peter said, no, I'm not with him. Somebody else said, are you with him? He had another defining moment. Are you with him? No, I'm, I'm not really with him. But you know, Peter had lots of defining moments. And he had lots of places that he could actually choose the right thing. And he did, right? After Jesus was resurrected, he says, go find my friends. Whereas, go tell Peter. And Peter had an opportunity to have a defining moment where he said, yes, you are the Christ. And then he chose to lead the church and feed his sheep. Listen, we all have defining moments in our lives and I wanna put to us, this is a defining moment for us as believers, not just the church because I think that's really true, but as believers, individual, as this family has a defining moment. And my heart, my heart is so locked into this thing of like, are we gonna do really well? I know we will, because I know who comes. I, 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 know, I know who you guys are. I've seen you, I've walked with a lot of you guys. We're gonna do really well. But this is a defining moment. When it comes down to it, we're not choosing between Jesus and not Jesus. We're choosing to, <laughs> am I going to walk through this with hope? Am I going to choose gladness? Who here wants to choose hope? Who here wants to just, who wants to partner with this right now? Let's just, can we just declare? Let's just declare, let's make a, let's look a covenant with the father right now. Listen, I'm not after perfection, okay? Get me on this. Like, I don't really care that much about perfection. I care about a heart that's given to him. And so let's give our hearts to Jesus. Let's, let's just make a, a covenant with our heart, with ourselves and with God and with our family that we're going to do this really well. We're going to walk through this defining moment. Everybody say this. I'm in a defining moment. Okay, let's just, let's just, let's just say as, as as a family. Say, say Jesus, Jesus. On November 8th. On November 8th I'm going to put on love. I'm going to have hope. I'm going to have confidence and trust that you are God and you're really good. And you've never let us down. And so I just, I make a promise in my heart. I'm going to do my best to love well. Yeah. Yeah. Because you loved me well. (laughs) Come on, amen. Thank you, Jesus. I want you to know that you don't have to be powerful. You don't have to be strong because Jesus is strong in you for this. That God actually died so that you would have hope, that you don't have to work it up. You don't have to worry about if you're gonna pass or not because Jesus says you've already passed. So just walk in hope, walk in love, walk in joy. And let that be a billboard to people. Just give it away. Listen, if you're not in peace on November 8th, you have no peace to give away. If you're not in joy and in hope and in trusting in God, you've got nothing to give people. Amen. Come on. All right. So here's what I want to do. You guys ready? Yeah. Okay, good. I want to, to, to get in groups of, uh, of, of like four, three, four, five, eight, that, anything that's like it's great. And don't be afraid to meet someone new. Don't, don't be afraid to grab somebody I've never met you before. Come into our group. you look like Jesus. And so I want to get in groups of four or five. Just if you want to move your chairs you can that we're going to that's right, we're not going to put them away right now. Um, if you move your chair, just move them back. <laughs> yeah. And so I just, I want, I want you to, st- you know, if you need to move to hear better, we've lots of room. But I want, honestly, we're going to close with this. We're going to close with this. I want two things I want to do. I want, I want, to, I want you to pray for a couple things. First things first, I want you to pray for our candidates. We have two brave people. We have actually, you know, independents. I don't want to make it. I want to, we have people that are, that were courageous. They said Yes. And, and, and I, I don't know who's supposed to win. I'm not God. I will say, I'll, I just encourage you guys to vote. Yes. Yes. If you're not voting, I'm guessing you don't got a lot of hope. Wow. Wow. Yes. Or your hope is in this. I don't know what's going to happen. I hope it turns out. That was awesome. <laughs> Listen, go vote. Be powerful. He's given you strength and power to go do great things. And part of that is, is being heard. So I want to pray for our candidates. I want to pray, um, pray for safety in our country. I want you to pray that our country walks through this really well. That, we, that I want to pray that, that our country would look so much like Jesus hope, love, faith, peace that, that the world would take notice. Come on, I want it to be astounding. I want, I want the news channels to say, "Wow, I thought that would go differently." <laughs> I'm hearing reports about bad stuff like might happen. I, I want us to pray into that. I want us to, I want us to believe that the news channels will prophesy. That will prophesy that we do serve a great God and we have a great country. So let's pray into that, the candidates and the country. And lastly, I want you guys to pray for each other. So when you're done with that, that, we're family. I know we do ministry up here and I love it. But I want you guys to, we're just we're hitting this home. If you've been here, you know like we don't let up on this. You guys are the ministry team. And so take time when you're done, if you don't have to leave, and if you do, it's totally fine, we bless you, stick around for a few more minutes, and just see how I can, Rodney, how can I pray for you? How can I pray for you? Hey, Chad, I just, I just feel like God sees you as, an, as a mighty warrior, can I just pray that over you right now? That kind of stuff is fun. You'd be amazed at what God's going to give you, okay? You guys ready? You guys Ready? Okay, come on. All right. Here's what we uh, we're going to do. We're going to put some light music onto the house music. And then and, uh, um, I'm going to make an announcement about halfway through our time. We're do this about five minutes, maybe maybe longer. I don't know. You guys are crazy. You don't seem to leave when I tell you to leave. Um, <laughs> we'll do it for five or six minutes. I don't know. And then um, I'll, I'll have the, the prayer team come up. And so if you're on the prayer team, please listen for that. And we'll just have people pray for people. Listen, if, if you're here, And you don't know Jesus. If you're here and and all this is like kind of new to you, if maybe some of your friend brought you to church and you're like, "Wow, this is an interesting church." Wow, they've they sell Red Bull in the back. All right. (laughs) (laughs) If you don't know Jesus and your heart has just been awakened today, I just feel like that's been happening. I, I. I feel like there's a couple of people here this applies to. And if you're, or maybe you've walked away from Jesus and you just haven't had hope and you haven't had trust. I, wanna, I just want to tell you, I want I to just say, please come up and get prayer. Maybe in your small group, maybe up here and just say, I, I, I need to follow Jesus more. I need to give my life. I've, I've walked away and I'm back. Or I, I don't know who this Jesus is, but I really need him. I want you to come forward afterwards, and you can, you can talk to me, talk to anybody. We have an amazing team, and just let them pray for you. Everything will change, I promise. Everything will change, I promise. Okay, yay God, come on. This is gonna be awesome. All right, everybody ready? I'm gonna count to three, I'm gonna have everybody stand up, because you won't do it unless we do this. One, two, three, stand up, and go find three or four people. Find out their name and just start praying for our country. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. Be sure to visit our website at presenceoc.org to find out more about Presence Church.